بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام 47 and uh, we are looking at uh, the words of verse 103 of the holy quran and this is the first part or the first broadcast in looking at the words of that particular verse these broadcasts are brought to you by laser the hor mdf school of education in religion which is a branch of uh, mdf association for the propagation of islam or the hor mdf movement the mdf movement was uh, established by hazrat mirza ghulam ahmed sahib and his teaching was that although people say that after the holy prophet muhammad at least one more prophet will come this cannot be correct because the holy quran says that the holy prophet was khatimun nabihi and the holy prophet explained the meaning of uh, this expression by saying la nabiyya baad no prophet after so in the light of the quran and hadith how can a prophet come after the holy prophet and when the holy prophet uh, said this the companions radhiyallahu ta'ala anhum were worried and they said o prophet of allah when previous prophets passed away their people would go astray and then god would send another prophet to set them right so what will happen to muslims if a prophet is not going to appear and the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam replied that mujaddidin will come reformers will come and they will reform muslims not islam islam doesn't need any reform 
It is the Muslims, their behavior, their understanding that needs to be reformed. And uh, such people started appearing from the very beginning. And uh, Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz and Hazrat Shah Waliullah and Mujaddad al Afsani and so on, they were all reformers. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed said that he was also a part of that chain. But he said his distinction from other prophets was this, that the Hadith also speaks of the coming of the Messiah and Mahdi. So Hazrat said that because a prophet cannot come, that means that these expression, expressions are being used for a <coughs> Muslim, a Muslim reformer. God will send him to reform Muslims. And he said his distinction, Muhammad said, his distinction was that he was that mujah. And uh, this, of course, gave rise to difference of opinion. Some people accepted his claim, others rejected his claim. And uh, the sad thing was that those who rejected his claim started calling him a heretic, a kafir. And Azad Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib, he pointed out to such people that you are keen to start labeling reciters of the Kalima as heretics and kafirs and so on. But the Holy Prophet Muhammad had said that uh, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are a kafir, you are a heretic, then this verdict of heresy or kufr returns to the person saying it. So strongly did the Holy Prophet denounce this practice. And uh, so we should remember that uh, the secret of success lies in unity. The Ghulam Ahmed also said that uh, people say that some prophetic revelation has been left out from the Holy Quran. And some that is in the Holy Quran is abrogated, is cancelled. Its command no longer applies. And Hazrat said that uh, this cannot be true because God says that He has revealed the Holy Quran and He will protect it. So, nothing can be missing from it. Like people say, Aya Rajam the missing and so on. And none of its commands can be abrogated. 
This cannot be right. Similarly, Sarit Mirza Ghulam Ahmed said that Jihad is the duty of every Muslim, but to see what Jihad is, we have to turn to the Holy Prophet Muhammad and not just use some made-up definition which is used by people to go around killing others or blowing them up and maiming them and so on. The Holy Prophet, when returning from fighting, when returning from fighting, the Holy Prophet said that Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And the major jihad, he said, is jihad bin nafs, a struggle against your own self, against your own desires so that you do the right thing <clears throat> despite it hurting or harming you. You do it because it's the right thing, not because you're afraid of someone. So with that, let us turn to today's verse of the Holy Quran. And this section, section 12 of, uh, of Al-Baqarah ends with this as well. A'udhu Billahi Minash Rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Walau Annahum Amanu Wattaqaw Lamakubatum Min Indillahi خير لو كانوا يعلمون. And if they had believed and kept their duty, reward from Allah would certainly have been better. Did they but know? This is a wonderful translation of this verse of the Holy Quran by Hazrat Mawlana Muhammad Ali Sahib Rahmatullah. Generally, it's translated as, and if they had believed and feared Allah, reward from Allah would certainly have been better. So, let us see what the uh, the words we are going to look at. Walau <clears throat> and Annahum, and for some reason I missed Amanu, so we look at Wattaqaw. So these are the words we are going to look at today.
So let me try and find my notes on the computer. Bono consists of two parts, this expression, wa, which is a, in terms of grammar resumption particle. It sort of adds what is going to be said to what has already been said. And lo, this is conditional particle. And if, as you saw in the translation I read up, Annahum. So Anna is the accusative particle, as they say, and whom is the third person masculine plural pronoun. They. That they. Then we have the word Vattakau and it consists of three segments Va as we saw earlier and Va at the end as well. In the middle we have Takau which is the verb, which has the root va, kaf, ya. And that root occurs in the Holy Quran 258 times in eight different forms. 166 times as ittaqa. And uh, that's it, 49 times as Muttakeen. And then 70, uh, not 70, 17 times as uh, Taqwa. And 16 times as Waqa. <clears throat> so, let us have a look at the meaning of the the root wa of ya, and its basic meaning is. To protect something from harm or loss. In chapter 76, verse 11, we find Pavakahu Mullah. You see, Wa and Ka. And God will protect them. 
from punishment, from hell. So chapter 13, verse 34. So except for Allah, there is no one who can save them from punishment. Again, chapter 13, verse 37. Malaka minallahi mimvaliyum valavak. And except for God, you cannot have a helper or a savior. So you can you can see that the word is being used in the sense of protecting a savior, helper. They'll protect you. Kum anfusakum wa akhlikum nara. Chapter 66, verse 6. Save yourselves, protect yourselves and your families from the fires of hell. Well, this is fire. Again, <clears throat> so Attaqwa that stands for that means that you protect the soul, your inner self from everything that may harm it. Although sometimes it can be fear as well. But fear in the sense I would suggest that uh, You know, you fear doing the wrong thing. Don't fear Allah. And that's the point people miss. People say, fear Allah. But if you're going to do something because you're afraid, then as soon as that fear is removed, you will do it. Or you'll try and find some sneaky way of doing the wrong thing while making it seem as if you're doing the right thing. And this is where this module called Hila, which is taught in Islamic seminaries, comes into its own. That uh, you might translate that as tricks of the trade things you can do to get away with doing the wrong thing. And there is uh, one example of it that uh, man writes and asks 
I have to give evidence and I'll have to swear an oath with my hand on the book and everybody forgot that I'll tell the truth. But if I tell the truth, this will harm the person that I want to support. What should I do? So the answer is not. You have to tell the truth forever. The object of your, of your evidence is not to support someone. The object of your evidence is to make sure that the decision maker knows what the true facts are so that he can make a just decision. So the answer he got was this. Look at the judge. If you think the judge doesn't know what the healer is, then what you do is you put your hand on the Holy Quran and you say blah 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 and I shall tell the truth and then you follow it by inshallah in a loud voice. But if you look at the judge and you think that he may know about these healers and Islam and so on, then what you do is you put your hand on the Holy Quran and you say, I will tell the truth. And then quietly you say, and then you can proceed to lie. Because if God hadn't wanted you to lie, he could have struck you down, he could have done anything. The fact that you're still standing there without having a stroke means that God wanted you to lie and support this person. See, that's the sort of thing that uh, this concept leads to, that you find tricks to get around these things. But if you're going to do that, then you're going to do a disservice to Islam. Let me ask you, when the Holy Prophet publicly announced his mission, only a few small chapters of the Holy Quran had been revealed. What did he put forward as evidence of the truth of his claim to the uh, to the Quraysh? His own character. I lived my whole life among you. Have I ever lied? Have I ever cheated? Have I ever done anything wrong? Have I ever done anything wrong? And they said no. And this is the point that people miss. See, for example, chapter 7, verse 35. Amanittaqa wa aslaha fala khawfun alayhim walahum yahsanu. The person, general translation is, a person who fears Allah 
and so and so because of fear of Allah so his spiritual condition his moral moral condition is good then such people have nothing to fear or be sorrowful about but as I said as soon as you feel you remove that fear his moral and spiritual condition is not perfect. But if you translate that, that if someone uses God's guidance to protect his soul, his inner self, and keep him keeps himself upright, then such people have nothing to fear or grieve. Or in chapter 16, verse 128, Inna Allaha ma'allazi nattaqum. There's no doubt that those who are, it's translated righteous, God helps them. Well, the question is, what is righteous? My view is that a better translation may be, there is no doubt that those who protect their souls, God helps them. Again, وَسِيقَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا رَبَّهُمْ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ and people who are afraid of their Lord, they will be taken to heavens in droves, in large groups. So rather than put fear into it, why not translate it as, and those people who protect their souls by following Allah's commands, their droves will be taken to heaven. Chapter 2, the chapter we are discussing, verse 281, fihi ilallah. And fear the day when you'll be returned to Allah. But this fear is like, you know, a burglar steals something from a house. And what does he fear? What he fears is that if he's presented to if he is caught and uh, put before magistrates and presented to them, what will he say? How will he defend himself? He's not afraid of the magistrate. He's afraid of the fact that he's going to be answerable. So your fear should be of 
how will you protect yourself how will you defend yourself if that happens again god says wataqullaha allazi tasa'aluna bihi wal arham and fear that god upon whom you call to have your needs desires fulfilled see again the idea of fear i would say maybe better rather than saying wataqullaha rather than saying fear allah translate that as protect your souls with allah's help whose name you invoke to have your desires fulfilled you see let, let, let's take an example god says and the holy prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam says don't be wasteful and we waste everything and then when we run out we turn to god and we ask for help god has given us water we need water to drink ourselves plants need water if we are to have crops to eat animals need water if you're going to get milk and meat and so on. but we waste it and then when there's a drought we start saying oh allah please make it rain why didn't you protect yourselves by not wasting that water that precious resource and this is what god is saying that first you protect yourselves wattaqullaha allazi and protect your souls your inner selves using god's laws god's commands god's decrees because if you don't he is the one that you will turn to and ask for help and without you asking he sent you the revelation with all the guidance and everything that will protect you so you didn't use that but now that you created a problem for yourself by disobeying allah you're saying to allah oh please protect us what kind of logic is that with that we come to the end of today's broadcast and i take my leave of you 
with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm.